All right, cool. And we're live. So me and Paul, I'm Josh from HW. This is Paul from HW. We're going to be talking some prospects and analytics and all the shit our fans hate and <laughs> getting into the nitty gritty of stuff. Paul, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Good. It's, it's, this is the first time I've recorded without Jim. So it's like a dog yeah. left, left off the leash. It's only <laughs> the second time I've recorded ever. So yeah, I'm, I'm just trying not to get sued from HW. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've had no supervision. Trying not to plagiarize too many scouting reports here. That's 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 the extent of my research. <laughs> so Paul and I are going to be starting a little mini-series here. We have about three and a half weeks till the NHL draft comes up. So we're going to be talking some prospects. Flyers are obviously picking fifth, so we're not going to go down all 30 unless we feel inclined to. We're going to be focusing mainly on the top 12, top 15, and then talking about our honorable mentions. Um, so let's get right down to it. Let's start. So number one, Montreal's picking first. Number one consensus on mostly every chart, excluding a few, would be Shane Wright of the Kings and Frontenac. So, Paul, give me your first thoughts on Shane and where he projects in the NHL. I mean, right now he's number one. For those of you who don't know, I've I have a spent way too much time doing this at work. I have a uh, big spreadsheet compiling a bunch of different rankings, about twenty some of them. Right now, he's number one on all but two, although those two did just come out like in the last week or two. One's Corey Pronman and one's Daily Faceoff, but he's still ranked two on there, so he's pretty consensus one or two. Um, first thoughts: He doesn't scream first overall pick. Um, I know, like, especially for Flyers fans, people want to say he's the next Nolan Patrick, and I understand the scarring of that. I've tried to, like, not fall into that because I don't want to just, you, you know. You don't want to be outright negative? Yeah, I don't, and I don't want to be like, oh, one, one pick that didn't stand out didn't work out, so this one's definitely going to be the same way. But I've tried to come in. I mean, I, I, I've, I have only watched – couple of things on him i don't have access to a bunch of all uh live games but i try to come in giving him the benefit of the doubt and every time i watch him i am a little underwhelmed not to say he's a bad prospect but there is something left to be desired there and to that point i know Corey pronman mentioned his hit in his article that any game you watch from him you don't come away blown away right by, by his play i mean there there's solid hockey there but nothing really pops off the page besides that he just looks like a guy who would comfortably make the transition to the NHL. I think if I'm going through the top three, when I look at Shane Wright, I think he, I hate to call the first overall pick a safe pick because that's just, that's boring to say, but he's the guy I think if, if none of them reach their all time ceiling, I think you're safest with Shane Wright becoming a top six, middle six center in the NHL. But it's not yeah. sexy for the first overall pick. No, I agree. That's that seems to be. I mean, everybody says the same thing there. That he, he seems like a safe prospect, um, but ultimately, like, what's his upside? I think his the main strength of his game is how he thinks the game, which is obviously harder to. It's not going to stand out as much as some guys with flashy skills, like a Zegris type. Um, so it's harder to, you know, it it would require, I guess more viewings of it and a good breakdown, but it's not going to jump out at you when you're watching it. Um, it, That's not to say he doesn't have good skills. I think his shot is one of the best in the draft. It's high end shot. 
he does everything well. He just doesn't like excel at anything necessarily besides thinking the game. Yeah, I, which I is agree obviously with huge. That. It's just harder to see. Yeah, it's it's hard to put that on to like to evaluate that. But um, I always found it really hard, especially last year. Luckily, we didn't have to because we traded it for Rasmus Tristelainen. But uh, but this year, <laughs> evaluating prospects after a pandemic short season where I believe they canceled the OHL completely last year and right. they had a short season this year. I mean, Shane Wright never really got going this year. So the stats aren't looking really lovely for him to be a first overall pick because he's not progressing that far from his, uh, his first junior season to now his draft season. But it, it's really difficult if when you're not watching these players every night and you know, you're a flyers fan, if we had the first overall pick and you're looking at this guy's stats, you're not going to be blown away by his stats. I mean, they're not eye popping numbers for a first overall pick. Yeah. That's the thing for a first overall pick. Like they're still very good numbers. Um, and he did a better second half than first half. Um, I don't know for sure. I think he was up there among the goal leaders. He was top 10 in points. Um, I do have, he was top of the OHL in even strength points for 60. Um, but just for a number one overall power, pick, <laughs> for a number one overall pick, though, you expect him to really dominate. And and like you said, he it wasn't like a step up from how he came into the OHL. He was granted exceptional status, and I think his U16 numbers were even a little better than McDavid's. Um, they're similar to Tavares, I want to say, but he's been good, but it just feels like he hasn't progressed how you would expect. And you'd really expect at this point him to dominate the league. And he, he was better than almost everyone, but just didn't feel like it. And the points aren't jumping out at you totally. Yeah. And I think from what you saw from international and other types of play from the other guy we're going to talk about after him, to, to see Shane Wright go out in five games to North Bay, I think if you're one of those scouts that just want to see the guy win, yeah, I, I really think you're going to come away underwhelmed from this. It, and hopefully, yeah, he kind of got, got shot down a little bit too. He did, yeah. I don't know he, how much he wasn't very he had, but he wasn't very effective. He was playing with uh, future Flyers Aid, yeah, Zade, like right? Yeah. Yeah, so he had – I mean, he didn't have dynamic help. I mean, Zade's – I think Zade's a real good player, but he's a fourth-round pick. I mean, he's right. he's in his draft plus two year since he got the Phantoms uh, one taken away. Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, because yeah, last so, year he was AHL. And then, yeah, so he's he's a good yeah. OHL player, but there wasn't – that's not the 2012 Windsor Spitfire team, so no. he didn't have a that's whole not, lot of talent around him. Yeah, it's not McKinnon, Druin. Oh, that was a nice team. Yeah. Yeah, so you come underwhelmed with Shane Wright's numbers, but when you look at Shane Wright and you look at the guys coming up, do any of them project as what you think of a first overall pick is, or is it more of a, a toss-up for the top three? Yeah, I don't think any of them jump out as a surefire number one pick. Um, we can say all this stuff about Shane Wright, and he still might be the number one guy. I mean, every every guy we'll talk about has their concerns that would take you away from taking the number one. Um, I mean, no prospects perfect except McDavid, but um, no, I don't think, I don't think any of them jump out as like, this is the guy you should, you want at number one. Um, yeah. 
and we're not a Montreal podcast here, but I think that the whole the whole factor of the draft being in Montreal and there's one big, big name, you know, on the draft list that all their fans are expecting. I think that's going to play into their decision of taking right first overall. He's also been a captain, like pretty much every level, which um, mm-hmm. I know scouts love and I'm sure coaches and management will love. They love uh, when they wear the letter. I mean, that's yeah. I, that was the Flyers offseason plan last it, year. It almost feels like, I'm sure I'm not the first one to say it, but it almost feels like he's first. Uh, he's a good prospect, but it's it's mainly because of, like, he built himself up as such a good prospect with the exceptional and a great on U16 season, and he just kind of stayed there. Like, it's more that nobody's overtaken him rather than he's, like, earned the number one. This kind of sounds like somebody, doesn't it? I know. It, I know. He drafted, yeah. And I will say the other thing I see a lot about him being a 200 foot player, and um, I've even seen Bergeron comparisons, which I think is not totally fair to him. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't see that. I think his defense is a little overrated, and I honestly, what we were just saying with Nolan Patrick too. I remember the same things with Patrick that people were saying he was 200 foot player, and at least when I was watching him, I thought. I think he's very smart. He's pretty good positionally. He has skill there, but I, I, like I said, I haven't seen a ton of games, but I've watched a couple, and he seems to get a little lazy on the back check sometimes. I know they say he's pretty high compete, and he's a leader, so it is a little surprising, but that's what I've seen at least. I think his defense maybe has the ability to be very good, but I don't know how they're getting Bergeron projections at this point. Yeah, I. it's fun for people who really don't follow the draft that closely to just say Slavkovsky is is Pasternak, right? Is Bergeron, cool. He's Marner. They're not, none of these guys are, that's not fair to these players, but it's, it's easier for the, for the layman to, to to see these prospects and have someone to compare them to skill skill set wise. But yeah, it's not fair to these kids to to put such high pedestals on them. And I hate to to even compare right to Patrick with different players, but it's, it's a lot of the same like pre-draft talk where there is, you know, he's he was the consensus first overall pick for years coming in. I mean, yeah. it was a he sure thing made the late for, charge. Yeah, but it was Patrick and, for years, and there was always talk of like he's just not blowing you away season to season. And I believe Patrick had injuries in junior in his he his did yeah pre-draft season. So it felt really... like uh, the shot was the top offensive tool for both of them too yeah i mean if you um, watch the nolan patrick highlight rack it was just wrist shots, wrist fire shots, wrist shots. yeah yeah and um right to and it felt like yeah he was uh he'd anticipate more so than make the highlight plays which is great but at some point when everything's faster and things are catching up to you can it still work as effectively as it as it is in ohl like i feel like you it's i feel like a lot of times uh, with right he's at his best almost away from the puck and finding soft areas and setting things up like that. Give and goes. He's great at give and goes. Um, but sometimes, like especially in, in this league, and again, he's still had a ton of points, but you feel like you want him to dominate at some points or like assert himself, and he doesn't really do it. And it just makes you wonder if he can do it when in the NHL. Yeah, I agree, and that's that's a, that's a huge factor for Flyers fans. That you know, we we've had Mike Richards and we've had Chris Pronger as captains. We love guys who assert themselves, and yeah, there's he got that dog in him quote. Like it's <laughs> you know, not every kid has it, and this yeah. fan base values that really highly. Like I said, I know he's he's been a captain. They say he's a great leader, and I've seen a lot of reports saying he's got high compete. 
Um, I just it. I was trying to not relate it to Patrick, but it does feel similar in a lot of ways. I, I was doing my best not to bring that up, but the the, the things no, that it's were, true. I were meshing too well. Every time I read it, I was like, I'm not going there. And and then the more I actually like watched some of the shift by shift games and was like i don't there there is you do come away like wanting a little more a lot of times yeah um, yeah so in, in that 1920 season that got shut down by COVID, obviously uh 66 points in 58 games for shane Wright to get 39 goals and 27 assists obviously they had the ohl shut down in 2021 so you didn't get to see much from him and then you know 21 22 season he has 32 goals in 63 games so less goals per game but the assists went way up 62 assists mm-hmm. for 94 points so you know, more of an all-around player in, for sure. in this, this draft, but and um, I will say this is the part we'll we'll turn off some people. The analytics I mentioned before the show. Uh, there's I, I follow viewers. this guy Mitchell Brown, and he's he's manually tracked a couple games. I think he uh, looks like he has 13 games tracked for Shane Wright. It's all like CHL and USHL players that he has tracked. Um, Shane Wright does grade out top three in terms of expected goals and expected primary assist. Um, it's Shane Wright, Cooley, and Nazar as the top three there. Uh, so, like, the production is there. It just doesn't – isn't necessarily jumping out like other number one picks. But as much negative we say about it, it there is still produ- production there. Yeah. And no, there, his vision no is doubt. there. He's – you know, he thinks the game at a high level. So the four is probably pretty solid. Um, I don't want to yeah. make it sound like it's just going to end up like Nolan Patrick. Just, there is, <laughs> yeah. there is concerns though. Yeah. If, if any Montreal fans happen upon this podcast, we do not wish <laughs> that on you. We wish nothing bad on Shane, Wright. I hope the kid has a great career. And you wonder what, like maybe Patrick wouldn't have been a star, but maybe he would have been a solid second, third liner without the concussions or yeah. migraines. Yeah. I mean, that's an, an, an outside impact that you don't, you don't wish on any player. So yeah. Nolan Patrick had the talent at that time, but hopefully that's he the last time like, his name. He, he always felt like a, almost like a practice player. Like he had the skills and just didn't, just didn't play with the pace mm-hmm. to bring him to the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So Shane Wright seems to be the guy who's going to go first overall, but in yeah. recent weeks, there's been a lot of talk about another guy sneaking in because of his play in the Olympics. So we're going to get to this Slovakian kid, Slavkovsky, Paul. This is a controversial one. <laughs> well, we don't want to make the devils make good decisions, right? <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, he's an interesting prospect. He's he's tantalizing. Um, he's got that skill combo that every I mean everybody wants. I think it's 6'4", like 220. Um, he's not necessarily like a bulldozer, but he's, he's got some nastiness to him. He's not afraid to use his size. Great at puck protection, great along the walls and forechecking. Um, but yeah, his production is, makes him an interesting case. I'd say I mean, like you said, his Olympics, I think he was Olympic MVP. Um, of course it didn't, NHLers weren't in there, but he dominated it. There was still some ex NHLers, some pros and overseas, um, it was impressive. And then his recent world championships, I, let me see, I have it here somewhere. Um, yeah, he was the under 20 scoring leader and all of the, the underscoring 20 leaders of the world champs before that include Marner, Line A, McKinnon, Stamkos, Kane, Kessel, Crosby, Ovi, Lindros. It's pretty much everyone on there 
So no one, no one special or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's that big. Uh, the most recent was Anton Lundell. Looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. Um, pretty much everyone on there has been. Mostly, most of them are stars. All of them have been at least a solidly contributing NHLer. I mean, it's it's impressive company. But at yeah, the same time, his it's hard to overlook those numbers. Yeah, at the same time, his Liga numbers. Um, let me see. I have this too. He was. He ranked 35th um, and 21st overall among under-18 players in the last 10 years in points per game there. Doesn't exactly scream first overall. No. Liga's hard. Like, you know, he's playing with older guys. I don't think he played a ton of minutes. Um, He was on a good team. It's impressive that he was even in Liga at his age getting minutes, but the production has been better by other prospects, and they weren't. Not all of them were going as high as he was. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, TPS was in the finals or maybe was the winner of Liga. Yeah, I I don't know if they won, but I think they were in the finals as well. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's hard to judge this kid because he had, what, five goals in 31 games in Liga. But evaluating kids overseas playing against grown men, it, it's different than watching Shane Wright bully 17-year-olds in, in the NHL, <laughs> you know? So Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're comparing... Shane Wright at 94 points, Slavkowski at 10. And yeah. uh, you got a couple of people ranking Slavkowski one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough comparison. And, I mean, it's really hard not to when all you had to watch preseason was the Olympics and this kid's popping off with, what was it, four goals? Or, excuse me, no, it was not. <laughs> what did he have? Four goals, seven assists in those Olympics? I'll take your word for it. Something like and that. And he I was think. impressive. His his international numbers are incredible. And then his Liga numbers are pedestrian. Yeah, but so I think where a lot of Flyers fans get excited is that six foot four frame because And the thing another thing about him, his hands are incredible. Like Yeah. His hands are good for anybody, let alone somebody six four two twenty. Um Yeah. He's a he's an intriguing player who I really hope does not end up in New Jersey. It's easy but, uh, to see the the upside of him. I mean, yeah, he's and, he's great off uh, the half wall. Loves like coming off the half wall and cutting to the net. He's looks looks like a good net front player. If he can, if he develops a little more range and more to that offensive game, I mean, the upside's huge. Yeah, and to correct myself, he had seven goals in the Olympics as a seventeen-year-old, which is vastly impressive and rocketed him up every chart he was yeah, on. Yeah, tournament MVP. In draft rankings. That's, it's seriously impressive. And it's hard not to see the fit in New Jersey, you know, because you're yeah. thinking about moving that that number two pick for an impact player. And if you're talking about kids who are probably most ready to make the NHL, I, I mean, fit, physicality-wise, I think Slavkovsky's already ready. It's just, does he Agreed. think the game that quickly? And, you know, can he compete at this level? And I yeah. think the only advantage I would really put Shane Wright over Slavkovsky is just thinking the game. Yeah, his yeah, I agree. He's pretty good. Yeah, Shane Wright's is great. Um, I think Slavkovsky is 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 average. Um, that's what it seems at least. It, you know, it, it could improve a little bit. Sometimes he gets himself into trouble with this stick handling, trying to do too much. But that could just be an overconfidence thing rather than not seeing the game well. Sure, and we um, know NHL coaches hate fun, so that'll be coached out. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that could be. Could be a, f- a lot of fun players on New Jersey with Hughes, Brat, Slavkowski. 
Yeah, and the the big the big uh, thing that scouts love is the center position, and yeah, you know Shane Wright's a natural center, so it's definitely you, putting him in consideration. But I see that Slavkovsky is telling people at the combine that he could play center. Yeah, that's what I was definitely adds. Yeah, it, it adds some intrigue because I believe he was asked that by the New Jersey Devils and the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks do not pick until seventeen or eighteen, I believe. So. For them to be asking about Slavkovsky would mean that there's a potential fit there, maybe in a trade yeah. in New Jersey. Reading the tea leaves. Yeah, that's that's for another episode. There's <laughs> speculation there. And no, it's a yeah. good point, and uh, I think I think Cooley, who we'll talk about next, um, is most likely to stick at center. But I, I've seen some people wonder if he'll end up being a winger in the NHL, um, and if Slavkovsky has versatility there, that adds another element to him. I mean, teams love build down the middle yeah i mean but with new jersey like they have hughes and he sure um yeah and, and they have dawson mercer dawson mercer's right. breaking out as well so i don't right. think there's a, nice a needed center you know definitely not yeah i mean you can't have too many centers but um the flyers could use a couple more <laughs> yeah yeah no they uh, but Slavkovsky fits difficult. nicely in the wing spot and i i mean if he's the best player i don't think you should you know worry too much that he's not a natural center Agreed. Um, and we as fans, or we as guys who watch the draft and love these players, just hope you take the player with the highest ceiling. Not exactly. the guy who fits on your team best or plays the position you need, a la Mark Bergevin taking Kakaniemi third overall in yeah. that, uh, 18 draft. Kakaniemi, I believe, player. outscored uh, Slavkovsky in his draft year. <laughs> All right, now we have some controversy going on. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question, it, which... You know, are his international showings more important or mean more? You know, you're betting on the upside there. Can he develop into Miko Rotten? And I think Corey Pronman uh, gave Rick Nash as his player comparable. Um, He's really, you know, that size. Stir up some controversy. Yeah, right. I mean, those things are all all they do is stir up controversy. People want them, and I want them too. But (laughs) it's an impossible task here. You know, you have to compare him to a known player, but at the same time, you. (laughs) <laughs> to be Rick Nash stuff. Yeah, that's but then that's you, order. But is he that or is he Joel Armia? Like when he develops. Even Pugliarvi would be. If if he's Joel Armia, the Joel Armia who shows up against Philly every week, that's a great <laughs> thing for whoever drafts him because Armia historically murders us. That is true. But um yeah, with, with the Olympics and then with the championships, it seems like Slavkovsky has, you know, that that big game feel where when he's on the brightest stage, he shines. So I think that's something a lot of scouts are going to love. But if he's playing more minutes in Liga next year, if he's not in the NHL, it'll be it'll be interesting to to, to watch him, you know, play over there and see yeah. how he grades out. Because he obviously wasn't getting, I don't know, was he getting hot minutes over there? I think he was playing, a, you know, a decent amount, but not enough to, not a ton. He was. I don't think he was on first line. Um, okay. He could have got more, but he was playing enough to produce more than he produced, but uh, nothing huge. I think, like you said, like physicality-wise, I think he's definitely ready. Um, I mean, how many 18-year-olds are 6'4", 220? And he knows how to use it, too. He's great along the boards. Uh, I think it's, you know, making... He looked ready internationally, but it's hard to imagine him jumping from Liga right to the NHL. Um, it'll be tough. He, he could add a little more explosiveness. I feel like in his skating overall, his skating is pretty good, but he doesn't really explode too well. 
Um, but he's pretty much he's close to he's as close to ready as most of those prospects. I think Shane Wright's probably up there too. I mean, he has so many tools in his package. It was only a matter of time before someone at the combine just says, "Can you play center?" Like justify yeah. me picking you first overall, so I don't seem like an idiot. I I um have this with Cooley. I, I mean, you probably read it. I think it was in the Pronman article today. I think you and I are similar in that. Like, don't get too caught up in undersized guys falling. Like, I, they got the skill. I want them drafted. I don't care how, how big they are. But he did say, um, Corey Pronman, that is that I think it was Jack Hughes, Trocheck, and Braden Point were the only centers under 5'10", or 5'10 or shorter, that were scoring um, at a first-line rate, which I was actually a little surprised at. Because um, it feels like that. we're getting away from that. Like, more and more undersized guys are lighting it up. I was, I was yeah, pretty I mean, surprised these, to see these, just three of them. Yeah, these these guys are getting their chances. I mean, I, I don't think any organization after Martin San Luis left Calgary is going to let a, a young kid – who's small get away because he's, he's yeah. not big enough for the NHL. I mean, you see what these guys have. If, yeah. And that's, if they're producing, I mean, you, you got to take notice. Yeah. So there's an interesting debate to be had there between Shane Wright and Slavkovsky as to, you know, who's the consensus first overall pick. So we're going to move on to my favorite player who I think should be first overall pick. We have the Pittsburgh native Logan Cooley playing out of the U S national development program. How do you feel about Logan Cooley? Pittsburgh native. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cooley is pretty exciting. He's he, a lot different vibe watching him than Shane Wright. Um, he will jump out at you. He's arguably the most dynamic player available, probably. Um, one of the fastest skaters in the draft. Another high IQ guy. I mean, he's got all the ability in the world. Um, yeah, from f- first first look, he's a pretty fun one. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's your top guy, so I'll let you talk about him a little bit. He's definitely my favorite player in the draft, and it's not just because he hit a lacrosse goal, but because I'm that looking put him up a little higher for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you you want the guy first overall who you can say has a dynamic ability. Yeah, and I think Slavkowski has a great shot. I think Shane Wright has a great shot, and I think he's a very good two hundred foot player. And I think Slavkowski has very good size. However, I think Logan Cooley has a dynamic hockey IQ. I think he thinks that game very well, and I think he's an exceptional playmaker, and he can skate. He's fast. I mean, yep. you should be if you're 5'10", but he is fast. Yeah, if you're going to go top three at 5'10", as a center, you need to be, and he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it's an important trait for this And not only fast, but I, I, he plays with great pace. That like He can slow it down, whether it's – whether he's slowing down with the puck to let a teammate get with him, or he's slowing himself up without the puck to find a soft spot. He's really good at that. Um, and that, that shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. So he's a, he's a natural center. And uh, the thing with a lot of, a lot of NHL teams with kids under five foot 10 is the transition to the NHL playing center and being a defensive minded player when you're five foot 10, you know, if you're, if you're not panning out there, it's a very quick move to wing. You know, we see it a lot with Morgan Frost, who, you know, he's played at the NHL level. He's at times looked not exceptional. So yeah. there's a lot of talk like, do you move that guy to wing where he can, you know, play quicker and be more by more dynamic? But I think with Cooley, you're getting a natural center. You know, he, he I think he plays that position very well. And he's able to excel. He's able to play his game and you know be creative while also being you know defend. He's not. I wouldn't say he's a Bergeron de- defensive player, but, you know, he's smart in his own No, but he holds his own there. I, 
yeah, yeah, I think he holds his own there, and I think he thinks the game at a pretty high level that he can improve there as well. Um, I, 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 maybe it depends on the team. He could move to wing, but I, I think you can draft him confidently as a center. Yeah, it, it's funny because most likely Logan Cooley ends up going third overall, and yeah, Arizona took a player. Like took a player years ago in Clayton Keller that reminded me a lot of how Logan Cooley came up. You know, I thought oh, I loved Keller as a prospect. I've always been a big Keller fan. I even was at the draft and it, it just, it feels like how I talked about Keller years ago is how I talk about Cooley now. Yeah. You know, I, was, I, I think we were on the same page there. I was very high on Keller. Yeah. Um, and that's why I've been, you know, ringing Cooley's bells all day because this kid's going to probably end up in Arizona where, you know, Clayton Keller has been the guy there and, that team's not very talented, so you're not seeing Keller at his absolute best playing with dynamic players. Yeah. But, you know, that kid can fight out play hockey. I feel like we're on the same page on most things. We need to find some more arguments. Yeah, I I, I think I'm just going <laughs> to go, like, full eye test, full nerd. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of which, I could I could talk about Cooley a little bit there. All right, let's um, do that. He, so, with the tracking numbers, at least, he, like, I think I mentioned earlier with Shane Wright that he was top three with him in expected goals and um, expected primary assist. He his even strength points for sixty were a little higher than Shane Wright's. They were top three in the class with two other U.S. development program players. I forget who. I think it was. I honestly want to say Snuggerud and someone is that a, else. Is that a real name? Yeah, Jimmy Snuggerud. <laughs> how, how good is that name? Unreal. Let me let me see if uh, does now does that website account for heart and grit per sixty? Oh no, it wasn't Snuggerud. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, they got to add that one. I'll, I'll try to talk to the editor there. It was um, Isaac Howard and Rucker McGrordy. Another interesting mm-hmm. name. Those were the two higher ones than him. That's a, those are but, hockey names. That's yeah. <laughs> Cutter Goatee, too. We'll do him on another episode. I was, so I was just about to mention, like, like five years ago, and not to get off track, it was like the Bradens, the Haydens, the Cadens. Now we're getting to the Cutters. <laughs> Snugger fuck, whatever that was. Like, we got some amazing things. Let's see coming what up. else we got here. I'm excited for these. Hello, Karamaki. Um, yeah, there's some good ones. Is there anyone with the last name Buka Boom coming up? <laughs> Not that I've seen. There's a um, scarce. There's a Luca Del Bel Belus. How many That's hyphens are in that name? No hyphens, just before names. Wow, <laughs> kid's a weirdo. <laughs> Um, I don't have much on him right now, but it's a good name. I'll add that in. Well, if he is projected to go in the top 15, we will certainly add him to our list. And if not, we'll talk about some of his intangibles and his honorable mentions. His uh, names for 60 are off the charts. <laughs> See, we do do analytics here at HW. <laughs> we do analytics. So do you have some uh, numbers but, on Cool you wanted to bring up? Yeah, so I had those, those point ones. Um, there is a chart that shows gives some grades on offense transition and defense and his offense Shane Wright's was by the way I don't know if I totally mentioned it his offense was fantastic um transition was very good uh really good actually he was not great at retrievals and his defense was a little above average not probably not quite as high as it sold but overall solid coolly um, same thing. Excellent offense. He's great in transition. I was a little surprised his control. He has a ton of con- entries, controlled entries, but his entry successful entry percentage is a little lower than I expected. Um, I don't know. 
with his speed and skill, I, I would think he'd be an entry machine, which he is. So just I expected the success to be a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely looks like a pass-first guy. His shots are off the charts. His shots in general could go up a little bit. Um, and then his defense is around same machine, right? It's, it's it's above average, but nothing crazy. You hear his that, retrievals guys? are not great either. His his offensive zone retrievals are a little worse than Shane Wright, but that probably that'll probably improve adding some strength and size. Um, yeah, I would man. imagine he's one of the first ones on the puck. You're definitely so, going to see that progress because he's going to be heading to the University of Minnesota next year, where he's going to play some some college hockey and get those go for minutes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome watching him in college, and you know, the, with these top three guys you have three very different players and you know, they all fit into a category. You know, you got the defensive center, you got the high offensive center and you got the goal scorer as, as the comparable lovers say, you got Bergeron, you got Pasternak <laughs> or Rick Nash. You got, and you got, you got, you got, know, the, point. you got the 15th Braden point in the draft. Yeah. If you are under five eleven and you can skate, and you have a little bit of offensive ability. You are the next Braden point. This what, league is going to be filled with Braden points. What was the point of third rounder? That sounds about right. I know he played for third Moose or fourth Draw. rounder. Yeah, Moose WHL. Draw, WHL, and ended up a third. Couple round years pick later, he's got every first round pick being compared to him. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't be looking at the top three players. Maybe we should be looking at the undersized third rounders in this draft. That might be it. I got to expand the list. Yeah. I'm not yeah, it's an interesting far. look. I mean, you got Shane Wright. The the safer pick doesn't necessarily jump out at you. Slavkovsky is a power forward um, with an exciting size skill combo, uh, but some like just hard to decipher production. <laughs> and then Cooley's the guy that jumps out at you. I, I, there's a couple things he can improve on. I mean, I think sometimes he sometimes he kind of floats a little in the offensive zone when he doesn't have the puck. He could be a little better away from the puck, but when he has the puck, he's arguably the most dynamic in the draft. And that's what gets you excited as a fan. I mean, yeah. and I would imagine as a team. Now, for, for the sake of arguing, let's play a game, Paul. Let's say you are the general manager of an NHL team. And you have glaring needs all over. You need a goaltender, you need defense, you need forwards. So there's no player positionally that you need to prioritize. You need to take the best player overall. If you have the first overall pick in the 22 draft, who's your guy? It's tough. Um, among these three, Shane Wright's the guy that you're probably not getting fired over. <laughs> um, but I think I would probably take Cooley among the three. Slavkovsky, he's exciting, but he scares me a little more than Cooley would. Um, I think who we'll talk about in the next one, I think the two defensemen are up there too. Um, they're pretty exciting prospects. But of these three, I, I think Cooley would be the guy I would go for. Just, I think we're pretty similar that the dynamic abilities jump out. We want that on the team. Um, not that if Shane Wright ends up being a low-end one-center or a two cent, good two-center, it's not easy to find, but aim high, and I think Cooley's the guy with a little more upside there. Sure. Well, Paul, considering that you, you rely heavily on analytics, you know, you pay attention to the data and the fact that you and I pick the same guy just means I'm really smart. And I do appreciate you reinforcing me <laughs> on that. Just wait till I, I say Frank Nazar is better than Cooley. 
I see. So I was curious if you were, <laughs> so I, I made sure to say out of these three guys, who are you picking? Because I didn't really want to hear if you were going to try and say Frank Nazar is going first overall. Yeah, no, it, that's, that's the bold one there. Um, he seems to get a lot of love in the, the private circle. Um, a lot of, a lot of Twitter guys love him, but the public ranking list, he's, I mean, he's got a couple up there. Um, let me see. Let me see some of his rankings here. So yeah, Carolina made, likes him. He's probably very good. Yeah. Like the Ravens. Always yep. drafting well. Oh, um, Lee Prospects has him four. Um, someone else I follow on Twitter that he just got a job somewhere. He's got him ranked two. He is ranked um, number seven by Smat Hockey, if yep. you're a reputable source. But he's down at, like, I mean, the Corey Prominence of 19. A lot of the mock drafts seem to have him falling to the teens, at least. Craig Button has him 24. Yeah, noted asshole um, who I cannot stand. Craig Button has this guy 24. So I enjoy his rankings because they're always different. I don't necessarily always agree with them, but, like, most of these rankings are pretty similar. I always get something interesting with him that I do, oh, like. There, I wish I had, like, something. I wish right. I could go back. I probably could go back. Um wish I had all these rankings from all the years before and could see, like, who was the best at it. Um, yeah. But he always has something interesting, which I do appreciate. He's got Joe Kim Kemmel at three, or Kamel. Okay, Craig. I think you and I can finally agree on something. You like him? I'm Yeah, so I'm a recency bias guy. I saw what he did in the, in the World Championships, I believe, for Finland. Mm-hmm. And watching him, he didn't – we'll get into him more – as we continue to talk, but he's one of these kids that just kind of rocketed up the charts at the end of the season. Yeah. The same, same with Carter Gauthier, you know, two guys I didn't really, ha- weren't really looking at top five or top seven, but now I think are guys I would be considering if I'm picking five mm-hmm. to seven, which we are. He's got Cutter at seven. Your boy Cooley at two. Uh, Savoie at 17 is probably the big surprise. I'm not a Savoie guy either, but I don't think I'd take him out of the top 10. I agree. That's, yeah, I'm not. Bold. I don't really want him at five, but um, there's some dynamic ability there too. That I don't know if he'd be out of ten. I, there's a couple. There's a lot of guys in the same range there that you can really is just a preference thing there, and you could I could see him falling to the teens, but he'd probably be ranked around ten, a little higher maybe. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I, think I like Craig Button for that. That he he does something different at least. But he does. Yeah, back to Nazar, he's. I'm interested to see where Bob McKenzie will have him ranked because that's always, uh, I think it's just like a compilation of different scouts that he pulls, NHL scouts. So that always seems to be fairly close to consensus um, of how the draft goes. So that'll be an interesting one. He's got really he's got supporters. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I'm really curious of how Bob McKenzie's rankings now that he's Bob Margarita, how how the new Bob who is retired and enjoying life and yep knocking marks down i'm curious to see how that bob's rankings differ from the the locked in bob the guy i watched every night on tsm yeah you think uh, they'll be different i don't know i, I love bob he's my guy i feel he's like my, the thing is his rankings are not really his rankings they're just a compilation of different guys he pulls so i don't know sure. how much they'll change yeah um, that's a good point but i love that he's bobby margarita now I love it. It's such an awesome thing. He has his own <laughs> brand, which I don't even know if you can get in the States, but yeah, I thought I, he retired too. And then all of a sudden he was, he's just back and just dominating as he does. That dude Bob, loves hockey. He is Father retired. Bob. 
he is retired, but he's he's still doing rankings. Just can't get out of it. No, nah, he he's he's still talking prospects. When you love the game, you never retire. You just you stop going to office yeah. every day. Yeah, he's just got it easier now. He still has yeah. all his contacts. He just doesn't have to be on the clock all day. <laughs> Sounds beautiful, Bob. It is great. It's a great life. He deserved it, though. Great work. I got to say, so it has been pretty cool to see. Cutter Gauthier, we're going to talk about, not next podcast, but probably the podcast following. He's he's garnered a lot of interest in number five. And on our last HW, I did mention that Cutter seems like a guy the Flyers would love because his name is Cutter. Mm-hmm. And I just love being proved right. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree with you. That That's a Flyers name written all over it. And the exciting thing is, I don't think he'd be a bad pick. Yeah, I've and like you said, I, we'll talk about him. But like, yeah, the more I've looked at him, the more I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah. I'll when be I picked. first when I first was getting into him, I was like, he's gonna be one of those, like almost like a Tyler Boucher of last year. I don't know if you remember him as a prospect. Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be, just like he had the name. He plays. He plays pretty much the style that his name says he would play. Um, but he's more talented than the name would suggest. But I thought he would be like a grinder, um, safe third line, physical guy. But he's got some high upside. Um, I would have no problem with him at five. We'll talk about him more. But <laughs> he's an easy guy to like with that name. But he's got some good skill too. Yeah, so so this week we're just going over the top three guys. And listen, Flyers pick five. The chance that one of these guys fall down to five is pretty unlikely. But yeah. it's worth going over, you know, telling the fans what the data says, what the stats say, and, you know, what two guys who who like to pay attention to prospects say. So it, it's good to know in case there's a trade-up scenario or, you know, if yeah. see, if Arizona or New Jersey really like one of these Euro defensemen. You never yeah, know I was what gonna say, drafts. The only way these guys are falling probably if the D-men go early or if uh, somebody hires me for Frank Nazar. <laughs> I got to Yeah, I got to say, hire Paul. He's a smart guy. If you're listening, if you love analytics, this is your guy. GM's everywhere. But oh, so I'll bring you in as a right hand man. I appreciate it. I have no talent, but I will. I love to talk. So that sounds great to me. So I'm going to check out with Paul now. But next week, we're going to be talking about picks uh, four, five, and six in our rankings. Probably talking about some defensemen, and then. Mixing it a forward. I don't know if it's going to be Savoie, going to be Goche, going to be one of the others. Maybe we'll do Nazar because I like you so much. We'll figure that out next week. But thank you guys so much for joining. Paul, do you have anything before we sign off? No, it was great chatting. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll decide who we're doing next week. Maybe Cutter. He seems to be projected to the Flyers a lot. Um, but we'll see. Either we'll touch on him at some point. So. Yeah, well, so this is it's awesome. This is, this is a new thing we're going to be doing up to the draft. Uh, you know... Next prospects. week I'll have a, a whiskey with you. Thank you. Yeah. So I have a tradition. Can't I can't let you drink alone. I can't podcast without having something. I barely sipped it, but it just, it helps <laughs> helps the vocal cords. Yeah. You know, how now, up. brown cow? How now, brown cow? <laughs> so, uh, Paul, what's your Twitter handle so people can find you? I am uh, Flyers Paul. Pretty easy. Flyers Paul. That's pretty easy to remember. I am yeah. Dub Price is Bright because the Price is Bright <laughs> will not fit on Twitter. So the Price is wrong, Josh Bobby. And- <laughs> for Josh and Paul thanks thanks for joining us guys we will see you next week all right thanks